Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I want to take a moment this morning, do things a little differently, and just open up in prayer this morning. Start out uh, contending in the spirit of the Lord. Father God, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you that it's new and it's fresh and Uh, If there's excitement before us in this very moment, Lord, we thank you for your word coming forth, Father. I yield as a vessel to you this morning. I thank you for the ears of every single person listening at this moment, that their ears would hear what you desire them to hear this morning, that their hearts would crack open and your words would seep into the inner truth of the inner being in them, Lord that what you've designed will begin to sprout out and come forth. We thank you for that, Father. We honor and praise you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, as I was just praying there just now, and I prayed about the heart cracking open and the things of the Lord uh, springing forth new in us. I literally had a picture, of course, of what we picture as a traditional heart. You know, if we Googled on the internet, we'd have this picture of this red heart come up, maybe a little more fleshly looking than that, but that basic picture and of that cracking open and all these green, healthy, um, uh, plants, I guess I would call them, uh, sprouting out, That was the picture I had as I prayed that. And I believe that's what God's desiring to do in each one of us. He's desiring to bring forth the life that he intended to come forth in each of us. And he's wanting that to come forth in this season. No more wasted time. He's desiring to bring forth the life in each one of us that he intended to come forth. That's a pretty powerful statement right there. The one that he intended, that he intended, not that we desired. Not that you go, and what God intended for you is gonna be something you begrudge and you hate and you don't wanna get up every day and you can't stand doing it because as we allow him to mold us and bend us and form us and we become one with him and we get deeper with him in relationship and we seek and pursue him even more than we did the just the day before, then his desires become our desires. And that very thing, that very thing in our life that he intended for us begins to burn in us. It begins to come to a place that we can't even breathe, breathe without, we can't, we can't move forth without being in that very purpose, heading toward that very purpose, that purpose in him, the one he intended for us becomes our identity in him. That's good. That's so good. He makes everything, everything new in our life right? There's a scripture that says, I make all things new, all things. I love it. Not some things. If the new is not being made in our lives, and hear me on this, 
If the new is not being made in our lives, it's because of our resistance. It's not because of God's lack. It's not because God doesn't want to make everything in our life new. It's because of our lack. I mean, I'm sorry, our resistance in a particular area. If it's not all new. (laughs) Excuse me. So he makes everything new. All things new. And he says it in Isaiah. And so if it hasn't become new, it's our resistance. We put a lot of things on God. We throw up our hands a lot of times in frustration to God when it's been us. It's on us. If you happen to have your Bible with you, turn to Isaiah 43. This has always been one of my favorite scriptures. Where do I want to start? Isaiah 43. We'll start at verse 16. And I'm reading from the Amplified. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters. In other words, he does the impossible. He makes, we've heard this phrase, I think there's even a song about it, truthfully. He makes a way where there seems to be no way, where there seems, highlighted word there is where there seems to be no way. There is always a way in God if it is in his will, if it lines up with his purposes, there's a way. That may be another way, another reason why the way is not being made. Maybe it is not God's way for you personally. Maybe it's the way for the person sitting next to you, but it's not the way for you. We have to discern that. We have to have wisdom in that. We have to understand that in the Lord. Which way is for me? Because whatever way is for you, he's making it. (laughs) That's good. Sometimes we wander around that wilderness quite a while trying to find it. But I promise you, whatever way is for you, he is making it. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, the resistance is because it's not that way. A lot of times we, I guess, assume that resistance is the sign that it really is God's will. And sometimes that is absolutely the case. But sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes God is trying to keep us from going away. We are not supposed to go. This is why wisdom is so important. This is why discernment is so important in each one of us. The discernment of the Lord. If he says he makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters, then he makes a way through the sea and he makes a path through the mighty waters. Why are we not getting to the other side? Why? Either... 
It's not our way. It's not the way he has for us. Or it is the enemy trying to hold us back. We got to know the difference. And eventually, if it's the enemy, eventually, if you're contending and pushing and seeking the Lord and going in and entering and being in the secret place and, and crying out and being in agreement with the Lord, eventually there'll be that breakthrough. If there's never the breakthrough, turn around and find out the way God has for you and go in that way and watch him break part the sea and give you a dry land to walk on. That's the way you should go. Seek God in his way and know it and he'll make it clear and he'll make it possible. And in even some ways, it'll be easy. You'll have a grace for it. If it's horrific all the time, if it's drama all the time, if it's a strain all the time, if it's wearing you out all the time, maybe it's not the way God has for you. And sometimes it takes a lot of humility to turn around, back up, and seek God once again and say, what is my way in you? Because he makes a way through the sea. He makes a path through the mighty waters. That's what he does. And so in verse 17 of Isaiah 43, it says, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and mighty warrior. They lie down together. They cannot rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a lamp wick. He takes, He takes out whatever needs to be taken out so you can go on the path you need to go on. That's a truth we need to grab a hold of. Is it being done in our lives? Are we trusting him to do it? Or have we looked to man and that has made a mess of everything? I promise you this, if you look to man and you should not have looked to man, if you relied on man and you should not have relied on man, it's going to end up a big crumbling mess. But if you look to God, where you should look to God, if you lean on God, where you should lean on God, the path will be cleared. Verse 18, (laughs) excuse me. And, you know, I know we've all heard this scripture so many times. But this is what I'm leading up to. The way maker makes all things new. That's so awesome. The way maker. And I wasn't even turning to this scripture to talk about our way being made. But he is the way maker. And he makes all things new. Not the guy down the street. Not the one with the resources. Not the one with the network connections. He is our way maker. And he makes all things new. Now, does he use people? Absolutely. But let him use the people he wants to use. I've seen this over and over again. People do not use 
the people God wants them to use. For some reason, they hold back. I don't know if it's fear. I don't know what it is, but they do not promote the ones God wants them to promote. They do not link up with the ones God wants them to link up. Whatever it is, I don't know if it's people pleasing. I don't know if it's uh, their own insecurities. I don't, I, I can't, and maybe in different situations, it's all of those things, different things in different people. I'm not sure. But we have to make sure that it, it, when we're looking and saying, that doesn't make any sense to me, or I don't, I don't know if that's going to work out so good, Lord. It is, if he says, when we come into unity with what God wants in our lives, the peace that is there is beyond explanation. You can't even describe it to someone. You cannot describe the peace you have in your life when you are in unity with God. Verse 18 of Isaiah 43. Do not... Remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Verse 19, behold. In other words, that word behold means take notice. Take notice here. You know, it's just, he's not just keep talking. He's, he's trying to draw our attention to this point. That's why he's saying behold. He's trying to draw our attention to this. Behold. I am doing a new thing. Behold, I make all things new. I do it. Now, now I I kind of started talking on my own this. Let me get back to the exact scripture. Verse 19 of Isaiah 43. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now, now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? That goes back to what I was talking about a few minutes ago. We can be our own resistance sometimes. And then we wonder why things (laughs) didn't turn out the way God intended them to turn out. I promise you this. At some point, you got to look at yourself. If things in your life keep going They're going straight for a while and then they end up going to the left. It's not always everybody else. You got to stop and look at self. If we can so quickly see the negative in other people, we're deflecting our own issues. So if we can't perceive and know and give heed to the new thing he's trying to do, then the new thing's not going to come forth as he intended it. See, I'm not just talking about any new thing. I'm talking about the new thing God's doing. God's doing in you. God's doing for you. God's doing through you. That new thing. That's what I'm talking about. Not the new thing you want. Not the new idea you came up with. You know, are you doing something new every three to six months? And yet it never comes through? It it, it falls short every time? There's not completion. You know, a couple of years ago, I'm not sure how many. I don't know. God spoke this word to me. Completion is vital. It's vital. 
And so if, if we're starting a new thing and then we're hitting resistance and it falls short, it falls to the ground null and void, it was not God's word. Because the word says God's word will not fall null and void. It will not return to him. It will not fall to the ground and not produce what he intended it to produce. So if we see in our lives over and over and over again, something we thought was God not producing, we've got to step back and seek out the truth in humility. It's humbling to step back and seek out the truth. But we've got to do it to be able to perceive and know and heed to the new thing God's doing in us. The new thing God's doing. I, still in verse 19, I will even make a way. Now we're going back to him being the way maker. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, which is unheard of. That's why he uses that analogy. A river in the desert is unheard of. In other words, he'll do it. Just watch him do it. Just trust that he'll do it. If it doesn't seem impossible, if it's easily attainable by us, then we don't even need him. But if we look at it and it looks like a desert to us and God's telling us to make a river in the middle of it, that seems pretty important. We don't even have access to water, but we just say, you know what, Lord, I know this is you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe that it's you. And when we link up in true agreement and unity to his will, his purpose, his new thing, I promise you it's coming forth. I promise you it is. Verse 20, the beasts of the field honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen, my chosen. I promise you this, you are chosen for something. You are chosen. And God's trying to do it in you. He's trying to make your way for you. A couple of weeks ago, I shared on it's not over yet. And it's not over yet because he makes all things new. He even says it in Revelations 25. No, I'm sorry. Revelation 21, verse 5. I am making everything new. That's what he says there. You can even, and I'm paraphrasing, and you can even write this down for these words are trustworthy and they are true. And this is Jesus speaking. It's done. I'm the alpha. I'm the omega. I'm the beginning. I'm the end. If you're thirsty, I've got water for you. And if you can conquer, you have a heritage. That's powerful. He's got us. He's got it. He's got what you need. He's got what I need. He's got purpose. He's the way maker. In all things, he's the way maker. He makes things new in our heart. 
He's coming back to make all things new in the earth. And in the meantime, he's our way maker for our purpose and destiny, for his kingdom and purpose. And that's something too. You know, we have got to understand it's not about us. We get so focused on our purpose, on our destiny. When it's about God's purpose, when it's about God's destiny, when it's about people going to hell (laughs) or not. It's about bringing forth his destiny through us. And we get so lost and so focused on our destiny that we've missed that point. That it's actually his destiny coming forth in us. His destiny. Can we see that? Can we receive it and understand it and get our eyes off of us and on him? He just makes a way. That's what Isaiah 43 is talking about. I think it's a few scriptures back. And also in Isaiah 43. In verse 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. They'll not overwhelm us. Jesus can make a way. If we will really believe that he can make a way, we will really see the glory of God making a way. We'll see it. God's my way maker. God's your way maker in all situations. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned or scorched. We saw that. We read about that with Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego. Nor will the flame kindle upon you. Why? Verse 3, because I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia, and Saba. Because, this is why, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and because I love you. I will give men in return for you in peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east. Stop right there for a minute. First, he tells us to fear not, he's with us. And then he talks about our offspring. Do we trust him with our offspring? Or are we having anxiety and worry and fret and trying to manipulate and work it out on our own? With our offspring, with our seed, are we trusting him? Or have we actually gotten our seed out of the will of God by thinking we know what the will of God is for them better than what they know and maybe even what God knows. 
And that's, a, that's motivated by fear. And, and the purpose or the reasoning of the fear is good intention. We want our children, we want our children so much in the destiny of the Lord, so much in his purpose that sometimes we might guide him right out of his purpose. Let's let God be God in our offspring's life so he can do what he's trying to do in their lives. He'd already have it done maybe if we took our hands off of it. That's pretty powerful right there. And I know that's one of the toughest things in the world to do. But we got to do it. He says it. He says he's got our offspring for us. Excuse me. So back to Isaiah 43. I lost my place. Verse five, fear not for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east where they are dispersed and gather you from the west. In other words, can you see that? The offspring are over in the east. (laughs) We're over in the west. There's a great divide. And what he's, (laughs) excuse me, what he's saying is I will bring that back together. I will bring it to the place it is supposed to be. I will restore. I will restore it. Love it. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Powerful. That is so powerful. In just a few chapters over in Isaiah 45, God highlighted this scripture verse to me about 15 years ago, and I've always turned back to it to remind myself in certain seasons that he is the way maker. He is. 45 verse 1, thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations. In other words, he's held back the attack. And I will unarm and ungird the loins of kings to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. Because if God says, God says, I will go before you and level the mountains to make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut asunder the bars of iron. Do we trust him to do this? This is some major promises here. And I will give you the treasures of darkness in hidden riches of secret places that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. He has every provision. And it's not about Cyrus, like I was talking about earlier. For the sake of Jacob, verse 4, I'm in, my servant and of Israel, my chosen, I have called you by your name. I have surnamed you, though you have not known me. And I am the Lord, and there is no one else. There is no God beside me. I will gird and arm you, though you have not known me. 
that men may know from the east and the rising of the sun and from the west and the setting of the sun that there is no God besides me. I am the Lord and no one else. It's about him. We have a ready road before us if we're on the right road. Yes, we're going to have to stand in a time of testing. Yes, we are. Because you know, it even says over in 2 Samuel that he trains our hands for battle. Our arms, after he's trained us, can bend a bow of bronze. Praise God. We're prepared for this, but it's not about us. So let's get our eyes off of us and get our eyes on him, his glory, and what he intends for us to do. What should have been difficult will be easy when you are in unity with the way maker. Is there going to be a battle? Yes, but you're going to be strengthened for it. Your hands can handle it. He's doing this thing for us. He's cutting asunder the bars of iron. He's giving us every provision. He wants us to remember it's not about us. He's the one that girds and arms us. He gives us the power. He gives us the strength to sustain. Thank you, Lord, that you do that in us. You've given us all things and we trust you in this season. We trust you in this hour. You are our way maker. We lay down our resistance, Lord Jesus. We trust you that you're going forth. We trust you that you break down the gates of bronze and you cut through bars of iron. We know that you make everything new. You make all things new. You don't just break down the gates of bronze. You shatter them. You shatter them for your purposes to be made, a path to be made for your purposes. And I'm going to end going back to Isaiah 43. Verse 16. God saying, I am the one. I am the one. That will actually, I'm going to go back a few verses. In verse 3, I will pour out water upon him that is thirsty. I am the one that puts the floods on the dry ground. I will pour upon my spirit upon the seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. Here's the offspring again. Didn't even realize that. And they shall spring up as among the grass as willows by the watercourses. Our offspring. Why? Because I make a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters. I am the way maker, says the Lord. I make all things new. Whatever way is for you, I am making it, says the Lord. Amen.